Triple H FM Sports in association with Atlas Chartered Accountants. The Post, Hornsby RSL and ISC Sports welcomes you to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. And now here's your host, the Raging Bull, Anthony Caruso. Good evening and welcome to Splinters on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, triplehfm.com.au on iHeartRadio and wherever you get your podcasts. We do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISC Sports and Business Plaza. Anthony the Bull Caruso back with you and a different tune to Splinters this week as we will be previewing the MWFA versus NSFA select matches for 2023. These matchups have been becoming a staple of the preseason for both football associations and really is treated as sort of an all-stars game for both the men's and women's respective Premier Leagues for both the Manly Ringer Football Association and the Northern Suburbs Football Association. Think of it almost as a pseudo Manly United versus Northern Tigers fixture done every year, and all the players are those that are playing in the local Premier League competition. It's a great opportunity for players from all different clubs to be able to come together to represent the local area in a matchup that is often exciting and challenging for both teams, especially considering that it's often played very early in the season. And most of the players are currently in the middle of their preseason training. So for most of them, it's their first serious hit out. And But it is always a major honor to be able to represent your area in this competition. For tonight's episode, we have actually done four interviews. With We have interviewed all four teams in the lead up to this match for both the MWFA and NSFA, both men's and women's for the matchups. We'll give you the details of those matches later on in the show, but rest assured, you'll be able to listen to these matches live and exclusive on Triple H FM and with the men's at Cromer Park and the women's at Charles Bean Reserve. With that, we've got four interviews to get through, a lot of football to cover so why don't we get a start? The referee is out in the middle right now, and we are all set for play. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Splinters. Well, the MWFA versus NSFA Select makes its return to Cromer Park for the men's this year. Uh, it took a one-year hiatus when it got moved to Cromer 2, on what ended up being a very sodden period last year with the calls of both matches at Cromer Park having to be done under a tarpaulin of all places as the game went on. But it was an enthralling game last year, a win to the MWFA Select 3-2, and it's a changing of the changing of the guard with the coaching this year. Taking over this the team this year for the MWFA Select is the... Pitwater RSL manager, Adam Israel, who joins us on the line here. Adam, good evening to you, first off, and exciting to see you back in the MWFA Select setup. Yeah, evening, mate. Uh, of, of course, yeah, really excited and, and of course, honoured to, um, you know, to take the reins for the Select side. Um, you know, I've been involved once before with, with Bushy, mate, and it's a, a great experience to get, um, you know, there's so many 
quality players in the competition, mate, to get them all um, into one squad and, and to work with some of them that you get to see week in, week out is, uh, you know, as I said, mate, a real honour and, and a privilege I'm looking forward to. And just very quickly, last year with Pittwater RSL and their performance, it was a two-horse race for much of the season with CC Strikers last year. Pittwater just main, maintaining their nerves throughout the year and getting over the line um, with a couple of rounds to spare, but between the two teams, and I think you'd have to be, uh, you'd have to say it was a very satisfying win for Pitwood RSL, given that it was probably the first time in a long time that Pitwood RSL, being a powerhouse in that competition, had competition taken all the way throughout the season. Yeah, but I think we, um, in the end, we had a, a loss to Narrabee and we ended up drawing in round one with the Strikers. Um, I wasn't there to see that, but, um, you know, from all accounts, uh, and, and you know, we, we ended up getting the win down there at um, St. Matt's late in the season. But, um, yeah, I mean, mate, it was, I'm not going to say nervous stations, we were just focused from, you know, the very, very start of pre-season, what we wanted to achieve, and that was to win the league and, you know, to assert ourselves as, as the best team in the competition over the course of, um, I think it was 22 games. And, um, yeah, mate, it was, I mean, Narrabeen were very, very good siders, you know, the, the, the team that beat us and, and the team that you saw in the grand final. And, um, you know, and Bushy's done a fantastic job down there over the past three or four years with strikers to turn them into uh, a, a top team in the competition. So, um, you know, there were probably three teams in it, mate, that were, were, you know, in with a shot. And to come out on top, mate, as I said, was extremely satisfying, mate. It was probably the most satisfying year I've had as a, mate, even as a player back from, you know, when I played at Manly and um, as a coach at, at Pitwater, that was probably the most satisfying that I've had. We then come to this select squad and there's been, um, quite a few changes. We normally expect to see a few changes with the select squads, but only four players being retained from last year. Um, and, and three of them that I want to pick up in, uh, in particular being um, John Walker, Mark McManus and Aaron Peters. Um, you know, you, you've picked one retained from each of the, the main positional slots. And I think the most fascinating one is really – the for me is Mark McManus, who does give a wealth of experience in the middle of defence for the MWFA select. Yeah, I mean Mark's a, a fantastic player, mate, and um, you know probably one of the main reasons Narrabeen had such a, I guess, a strong um, you know back end to the year. And uh, yeah, mate, look, obviously a lot of experience where he's played at a at a high level, and um, yeah, mate, it's great that he was to, well keen to jump back on board again and. Um, I mean, Harry Lomas is, is another one, mate, who was a, you know, a Manly United player the year before last. And um, I think he and he and Mark would be a fantastic pairing in there at, um, you know, the two centre halves. There is plenty of experience all over the over the park here. But what was, I think, very fascinating to me from the lineup that you've got here, it's a, it's a fairly big and physical team that, um, this year. Uh, we know that it is dominated by Pitwood RSL. It is normally the case that the select team is dominated by the team that wins the premiership, which comes as absolutely no surprise. Uh, but it is certainly, it's got a lot of size, but it should, shouldn't should be discounted. There will be a lot of mobility in this team as well. Yeah, I mean, that's how, um, mate, historically I've liked my teams to be. You know, they're 
physical and fit. And certainly at this level, mate, that's what is, um, you know, the teams that do well are the teams that are the fittest and the strongest. Um, you know, with with plenty of mobility and ball players in and around a park. So, I mean, that's what we've we've looked at. I mean, of course, you mentioned that you know it's dominated by Pittwater players, mate. I work with them week in, week out, and uh, you know, to be honest, I, yes, I have taken quite a few, but uh, I mean, there's there's probably another handful that can consider himself pretty unlucky to miss out. Um, you know, all across the park, but um, yeah, I mean, look, to be honest, mate, these are the players that. You know, we, we get to see them for, you know, 180 minutes over the course of a season. And they're players that, you know, either stood out against us or, you know, had scored goals or that we're aware of, mate. So, yeah, look, it's a, it's a strong side. And I know, obviously, at the back of, you know, the result last year, there's, there's quite a bit of expectation in the squad. So, um, you know, we, we've picked a team that will hopefully go and win a few games. The... Uh, the, the, the question I've got um, then goes to from your defensive side, which is going to be incredibly strong. Is going to be up. Is going to be up front as well. Aaron Peters um, played a, a big role last year. He scored um, in the game last year, and sort of talking to that game in particular. Um, even though Manly have gone eight from eight, no pressure for the Manly side uh-huh. to make it nine from nine. But it certainly was an excellent performance by Northern Suburbs and pushed Manly all the way for the win. Sure. Uh, mate, I'm going to have to rely on your expertise here. I didn't actually see the game last year, but um, everything I heard that they played really, really well and I was getting sort of updates um, throughout the game. But, uh, yeah, look, mate, Aaron is a great player. That's why he's in there. He was um, he was fantastic at Saints. He's got a lot of goals there. He's gone to, uh, you know, arguably, a, uh, you know, a stronger side in strikers and has continued along the same vein. But, I mean, the, the formation that I like to play, he suits that that number nine role very, very well. But then there's, you know, of course, another couple of options in there for that position as well with, um, you know, Odin, who scored a, a hatful for us, and he's a real handful anywhere across that top line. But, uh, mate, I think Aaron, back to goal and his mobility, big, strong lad, can hold the ball up and bring other players in will be, um, you know, a pretty big feature. And talking to this this feat, this game uh, and the history behind it, and not only used for the selects and the MWFHs to really promote themselves, but also then used as a warm-up for your game against Manly United, which, of course, for the first time last year, man, the MWFA select won the game. Yes, so it's, it's an incredible achievement. Um, and it, it shows that this is really an important fixture, not only for the MWFA, but then also for the NSFA to really help to develop that Premier League competition and to develop that connection between the Premier League and the um, NPL teams. Uh, yeah, mate, look, of course it is. I, again, I haven't seen a great deal of um, the, the Northern Suburbs comp. I mean, we played uh, we played the winner, uh, which I think was Barriara, and we managed to uh, get a win over them. But, mate, of course, you know, it's, it's a strong competition anywhere out here. You know, Northern Beaches, Northern Suburbs um, are, are certainly very, very strong. You know, in terms of fostering that relationship between MWFA, the local clubs, and, you know, the representative clubs, uh, representative club in terms of Manly, uh, you know, is, is extremely important. Um, so, yeah, mate, again, it's it's a fantastic opportunity for some of these boys who have potentially played at a higher level um, and to continue to, to test where they're at or boys that maybe want to take that step back up to put themselves in um, some sort of window and, and again, to, to test themselves against, you know, semi-professional 
footballers, like local semi-professional footballers, mate. I think it's a, a fantastic initiative. Any surprises we can expect from from Manly this year? That I think the big surprise we got last year was the change of kit. Um, mate, I, I there's no surprises from from us, mate. I, I don't think it's it's going to be a uh, you know a good couple of ninety minutes, mate. It'll be good to get the boys together shortly, and uh, I, I know most of them are. Uh, been in pre-season for a little while, mate. So, uh, yeah, just, you, you know, in terms of getting them together and, and trying to get some sort of combinations going will be important. But, mate, from a, a surprise, I guess all you can, can sort of say is that, uh, mate, all we'll do is is work hard and, and, and fight hard, mate, in both games. That's all that you can ask. Well, thank you very much, Adam, for joining us here tonight. Uh, we look forward to catching up with you when Triple H comes to call the game uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Perfect. Thank you, mate. Appreciate your time. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Adam Israel, the coach of the MWFA Men's Select. Thank you, mate. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to talk about the NSFA Select squad, who, although they've not uh, been able to record a win in this fixture, the last three years that they've played in this fixture, they have gone incredibly close, only being denied by the sole goal or through penalty shootouts. You get the feeling that the NSFA are not far away from cracking a winner in, in the men's fixture. And could it be that this year may be the year, given the significant change that have gone through? Joining us today from the NSFA select squad is Milad Shariat. Milad, good evening and welcome to Splinters. How are you going, Anthony? Thanks for having me. Very good, very good. Uh, significant changes from the lineup this uh, this year. The only three players kept on being Nick and Luke Chapman and Jake Harris. But it has to be said, it does look a very well balanced team this year. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent has been. And um, I think the the good thing about the squad that's been picked is it gives us a lot of a lot of good looks and a lot of range on on how to attack and and transition. Um, so I'm looking very much looking forward to to the match. Uh, yeah. Now, the last couple of years we've seen the team from the NSFA be um, very attack heavy, especially with the um, the forward lineups that have been picked up either from Barara FC or the Willoughby Dallies. This time around, there's a little bit of a flavour, probably a more a slightly stronger midfield from Northbridge, but. I think the the encouraging thing we've seen from this is, as I said, it's that balance and mm. the ability to be able to play all over the park. Yeah, hundred percent. I think um, I think they've done that a, a bit on purpose. There, I think the um, the midfielding arrangement that we have, there is a lot of flexibility. Um, a lot of guys who can play two, three, four different positions, um, which, to be honest, just encourages a, a lot of, of varied movement. So, um, to be honest, my, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a center half, so I get to just see the boys go to work. But um, uh, I'm really looking forward to see what we can we can put out in the park. A couple of the um, the NSFA competition has really improved over the last couple of years, and I think one of the one of the clubs that has also been rewarded from this has been the the, the emergence of Linfield FC into this. Just seen a couple of their players, James Holland. Um, and Josh Tanner joining the lineup here. How important has it been to get buy-in from all of the clubs to be to provide plays into this matchup? To be honest, I think um, if you're you're lucky enough to get to get chosen for 
for, for a game like this. Um, you're sort of there for a reason. And um, Dutchie and, and Josh, they basically personify that to, to the next level. They're both great, versatile defenders um, who can play across I don't know, most, of the, most of the back four. So again, to that point as well, there's a lot of range in this squad. So, And the, the challenge that you're going to have, obviously, is to work out how you're going to play against the MWFA Select uh, this year. The, we've seen over the last couple of years when it's been someone like um, Ryan Butcher leading the, uh, the team. There's been a, a very technical team, like to move the ball around quite a bit. This year, with Adam Israel from Pitwood RSL leading it, you've seen that there's going to be a few more big bodies into, into the lineup. How's the team been able to sort of prepare itself, not only for the possible physicality of what this game could bring, but also the fact that for a lot of them, this is going to be their first significant hit out for the season? Mm. Yeah, I think um, every year this is such a physical matchup. Um, there's not really much you can you can do to to prepare yourself for the physicality except to just get in there and rip in, to be honest. Um, I think tactically with, with the ball and, and, and how we're going to actually face up to the game um, is very much just a reflection of our own plan and, and, and how to, to manage that ourselves. Um, so it'll be interesting. Obviously, the first first five, ten minutes will be, will be very, very interesting to see how they start playing. But... Um, with that, we have a plan for ourselves. So that's all we can control. The other thing to consider as well is, of course, you are going to be back at Chroma number one, where we haven't been, where the select matchup hasn't been for a few years. And more often than not, they say that the biggest challenge they come out of this, this matchup is just adjusting to how much space you actually get on Chroma one. Of course, one of the biggest pitches in the Southern Hemisphere in terms of the sheer dimension. Mm. Yeah, to be honest, it's it is it is an interesting factor, but um, I think you know with the squad that we have, uh, we'd we'd be happy to play anywhere. I think um, it being at at Chroma does does add a bit of a bit of a different touch to it. But um, to be honest, we're just we're ripping wherever we can. How do you see this year going for the for the NSFA, given the success that? the competition has been developing over the last couple of years. Uh, we've seen that competition get closer and closer. Uh, everyone's going to be sort of buddying up for this. But then when the season starts itself, um, the NSFA Premier League, it, it does rival um, as one of the major park Premier League competitions. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think this is always a great way to start the year. Um a lot of the boys from these these clubs who are representing in this select match will, will go back to their own team and I think try to play at a at an elevated level. Um, so it's always great to kick off the year with with such a such a great competitive match like this. Um, so yeah. Anyone from the lineup that um, you you've been quite excited to sort of bring bring in, given it is a brand new lineup. Tell us about mm. a couple of the players in particular. Yeah, so there are a few sort of standouts who I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on. Uh, there's a young young winger from from Kissing Point, Lockie Marlin, who um, has a lot of talent, a lot of maturity for someone so young. Um, he's extremely physical and um, very very rapid. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing what he can he can throw out there. 
Um, other than that, to be honest, I'm going to have to pipe up on, on my teammate, Jakey Harris. He's, um, he's a clear standout in this game every season, you know, win, loss or draw. So it's, um, it's always a pleasure to share the park with him. And yeah, I can't wait to see what, he, what he's able to, to bring out on the day. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Kissing Point FC, that's the, um, the one that affectionately known as the, um, the Barbershop squad, is it not? Why is that? I've never heard that before. Is that the red, white, and blue stripes? Oh, that's through? it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I never get tired of seeing that jersey. <laughs> I'm honest. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're still throwing it back or what the go is, but um, no. Uh, well, we've got Georgia Lomas-Futeran who plays for Kissing Point in the women's competition, who was part of our um, our team, and she takes pride in in being known as the barbershop. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 good to see. I think Kissing Point were were relegated a few years back and um, were faring pretty rough in, in Division Two and and managed to to pull themselves back up again. And last year, especially towards the tail end of the season, um, very 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 respectable team. So look looking forward to seeing how they go this year as well. And, and if they've got players like Lockie Marlin who are representing in this match, um, I think it's 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 definitely a sign of things to come. Absolutely. Well, we can't wait. It's going to be an amazing matchup here. Um, you get the feeling that the NSFA are probably one step away from cracking their first win in this matchup. Uh, and it's absolutely awesome to see that this is going to be returning to Cromer Park now. So Milad Sharia, thank you so much for joining us here, here tonight. We'll let you get set. And uh, we hope we're gonna, you're going to be able to join us when we broadcast this game live from Coma Park on the following Wednesday night. Thanks, Anthony. Cheers. That is Millard Shariat from Barara FC and also from the NSFA Select Squad. You are listening to Splinters on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, triplehfm.com.au and wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, we do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISC Sports and Business Plaza. We'll be right back. It's time for the crew to catch their breath. We'll be back after this short break. Do you think the government deserves more of your hard-earned money? If not, make sure you talk to Atlas Chartered Accountants. Atlas Chartered Accountants makes sure the money you earn stays in your pocket through legal tax planning strategies, from finding that last tax deduction to tax-effective business structures for asset protection purposes so you can invest in what really matters, your family and business. Visit their website at ihatetax.com.au. Atlas Chartered Accountants. They are dedicated to you and dedicated station sponsors of Triple H 100.1 FM. Your local RSL is at the heart of every community and there is none better in the Hornsby Karingai area than the Hornsby RSL. Whether you're planning a major event, dinner with family or friends or having a quiet night at your local, Hornsby RSL is the place to be. Rediscover what enjoying life is all about with regular weekly events, special entertainment and some of the best eateries in Sydney, we have you covered for a great night out. As always, drink responsibly. Support the club that supports. Come to Hornsby RSL at 4 High Street, Hornsby or get in touch on 94777 and at hornsbyrsl.com.au. The Hornsby RSL. 
proud station sponsors of Triple H, 100.1 FM. Want to look your sporting best on and off the field? Then make sure you get kitted out with ISC Sport Teamwear. ISC Sport are Australia's leading name in custom sports uniforms with a wide range of sportswear tailored to your team's needs. 100% Australian-owned and fully customisable, ISC Sport cover all four winter codes and cricket, basketball, netball and hockey, as well as training and outerwear, ensuring you look the part when representing your community. As Dom Rizzuto would say, look sharp and play pretty with ISC Sport. Visit their website, iscsport.com, for more information. ISC Sport, official clothing partners of Triple H 100.1 FM. Streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au. Looking for a fun night out with family and friends? Then come to the hidden gem in the Hornsby Coringai area, The Attic. Located inside Hornsby RSL, The Attic provides all the fun and excitement you can expect from a bowling and arcade bar in an intimate location that ensures a real gaming experience for everyone. With four 10-pin bowling lanes, Australia's first augmented reality bowling experience and a selection of traditional and custom-built arcade games, The Attic is the place to let your inner child run wild. So make sure you book your next night out at The Attic at 4 High Street Hornsby. Call them on 94777777 or book via their website at theattichornsby.com.au. The Attic, part of Hornsby RSL, station sponsors of Triple H 100.1 FM. Welcome back to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. Welcome back to Splinters on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web and available for download at triplehfm.com.au. Also available for download at podcast.com, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcasts. We do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISC Sports and Business Plaza. Anthony Caruso back with you as we go through the second half of our previews of the MWFA versus NSFA select matches. We have previewed the men's matches that will be occurring in the next week or so. The second half is dedicated to the women's matches that will be occurring a week and a half after that. And we will be now joined by the respective coaches to talk through the MWFA versus NSFA women's select matches. Ladies and gentlemen, getting back into it, this is Splinters. Well, as some of you may remember, when we called the MWFA versus NSFA select women's game, it started to resemble less of a football game and more of a who can survive torrential rain on an artificial surface for 90 minutes because that is pretty much what we got to the point where even our marquee was starting to show better days with the torrential rain. But despite all that, we were entertained with an enthralling game, one with a very close record between the MWFA and the NSFA. And in the end last year, the Manly Ringer FA Select team won 4-1 thanks to goals from Jess Skelicic, Georgia Goulding, and and a double from Sam Spackman. And it will be a changing of the guard this year in particular as we we change the shift for the focus of the squad. And joining us is the new coach of the MWFA women's select team in Chris Wood. Chris, good evening to you. Hi, Anthony. How are you doing? Very good. And I think we can't can't start this off without making special mention, of course, to your record that you did have last year with Seaforth, FC and what a record it was in particular for that squad um, with Seaforth going through the 2023 
competition, undefeated in all competitions. You won the triple in the MWFA and then went on to win the champion of champions as well. Yeah, it was um, a great season for us. We just we just wanted to win one trophy to start with and then uh, our momentum just kept building from there. So, yeah, probably um, definitely the best year that our women's program's ever had and probably the best season the club's ever had too. And it's it's been a long time coming for Seaforth because it's been a, a club in the women's competition in Manly that had been growing for some time and just hadn't quite had the the overall class to be able to crack it against the big two in that competition, which is traditionally has been Manly Alambi and Manly Vale. But this year, you, this year the team did it and reflects with the team, the squad dominating the the lineup for the MWFA select. What was the change in, in mindset for Seaforth that made it so successful? And what are you hoping to, uh, that you can bring from that into the select squad this year? Um, I just think from previous years. So I I took over the team in I believe it was 2019, um, and those that first year we. Um, we struggled a little bit and I think it was just mentally in terms of we would rock up to games and we would be worried about what other teams had, who was on their lineup instead of just kind of worrying about ourselves, our own mentality, our own abilities. And um, this year we kind of turned that around a bit. We've, we've been building the last couple of years and um, COVID had an impact on that. Um, but this year, just everything clicked. And I think what started that was when we beat Vale in the first round of the Cup before the season started. And that that kind of um, catapulted us towards our goals. The the lineup you've got this year going, going through it, there has been um, some wholesale changes. You've only re- retained four from last year. Um, one of them is one of your own Seaforth uh, players in, in Matty Kilpatrick. But three very important retentions in particular with Maddie being Izzy Keach, Lawrence Scaramuzza and Beth Sweeney. Yeah. Um, yeah, the hardest part this year was just um, some of the top quality players we have in the league were unavailable. Um, Sam Spatman being one of them is probably regarded as one of the best in the league. And our own Julia Murphy, who won MWFA Player of the Year, unfortunately, is overseas for this month. But, um, yeah, the four girls we've re- retained, you got Lauren in goal, who's been probably the best goalkeeper in the league for, for the last four or five years that I've known her. Um, Maddie, uh, she used to be our captain in our team, is just one of the most solid centre-backs that we've got and um, has played her whole life in through the Seaforth Juniors. Um, no NPL background whatsoever and just, yeah, performs week in, week out. Izzy um, from BDH, Gil, that was released, um, in my opinion, by mistake by Manly United, and she went to BDH. And, yeah, again, another solid centre-back that's, you know, young, got lots of good years ahead of her. Um, And then Beth, yeah, Beth's been around for ages, super cool, calm, collective on the ball, so another good addition to the team. The the. What I can see from this lineup in particular is is two things, and you might correct me on this a, a bit more. First off, the the average age of this team has has dropped significantly over the last couple of years. It's, it is starting to resemble a much younger squad. First off, and secondly, the other thing that I'm noticing from this team is the speed. the The old MWFA squads that we'd seen in the women's competition had been a lot of focus around 
ball management, shifting the ball around, almost playing um, sort of struck a somewhat more structured tiki taka. This lineup here screams pace to me. Yeah, we've got a few speed merchants in the team. Um, our left back from C4, Sky. I mean, the beauty of her is that not only when she gets in behind, nobody's catching her, but it's very hard for attackers to take her on. You've got Grace, Chloe and Abby on the who are going to be our wingers. They've got a lot of pace too. There's a few older heads in there. Um, you know, that. You know, Beth's one of them. Uh, Emily's one of them. You've got Anna. So they'll... I think there'll be a good balance of um, retaining possession as well as looking to counter-attack on the NSFA. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to pull you up on that just a little bit there. You're not calling a certain Emily Wood one of the older heads in your own team. That's a very dangerous line to walk, yeah, isn't well, it? She's, <laughs> she's, um, she's gone past 30 now, so that's... Uh, in terms of our C4 team, she's definitely one of the older ones and... Um, yeah, her and her Bethel played at Manly United, so they've uh, yeah they're the older heads in the team, that's for sure. That's going to make for a very interesting dinner dinner time conversation yeah. afterwards. I don't think I'll be going home that night. That's no, no, clearly not. The um, this this matchup, as we know, it's been a very tight matchup over the last couple of years. The MWFA has managed to take the lead back after that four one win last year, um, and. And it's taken a couple of years to really rebuild this squad, especially considering what happened a couple of years ago when it was Mossman who tried to lead the team and the debacle that happened with players pulling out at the last minute for both matches. Yeah, look, you know, I think there's a lot of factors to that. Um, You've got coaches that may not want to release players because they're in pre-season or they're worried that, the coaches of the team are going to try and take them away and use it as a recruitment trip. Um, I think, you know, the other side of it is normally we play Manly United and I reckon some players don't want to face that battle. But, you know, biggest thing I know for Kyle last year that he, you know, he wanted to select the team he wanted. He brought in some top quality players and they all got behind it. And that's probably why they won last year. They had a solid team. Um yeah, it's, that's been the hardest thing for me is just um, some people haven't been willing to come forward. Um, so, you know, the, the coaches that have brought their players forward, I've, you know, I've respected that and I've used those players. And what we've seen is the, I guess, this is a, a break, going to be a breakout year for women's football. And it should be, we can't let this interview go without making a mention of this in particular. It's a, it's a World Cup year. Uh, we've seen women's football really grow. We've seen this this particular rivalry has been exceptional to watch uh, over the over the years. We can't imagine it's going to be anything less than another tight encounter. You're going to be back out at Char- Charlie Bean, which the shape of the ground itself does become a bit of a cauldron at times as well. So um, seeing the girls being able to rise up the challenge, it's going to be exciting for everyone involved. Yeah, definitely. NSFA, they've got they've um, they've got some solid teams, some great players. Um, I know Turamura took out the league last year, and we played them in the semi final, the champion of champions. Um, but they, them and Linfield, got took all the way for their league title. And you got Northbridge in there; they're normally solid. I know there's um, a new coach that went in at West Pimble, and has done a really good job there. And, 
and um, so yeah, they'll be they'll be solid. And I'm hope what I'm hoping to do is if um, you know the teams that normally train that night in uh, our competition can take the night off, and we can all go and support each other because um, it's one of those few times where we can set our own domestic rivalries aside and get behind one another would be great because, um, yeah, like you said, it's a little cauldron there that Charles Bean and if we can create a good atmosphere and get behind the girls, hopefully we can bring it home. Any any final thoughts coming into the game? Obviously, the last couple of years we've been able to call this on radio, be able to give this match the respect it deserves. I guess the only thing you're hoping is that we don't have a repeat of the deluge from last year. Yeah, as long as uh, as long as the rain stays the way or the MWFA supply man umbrella, we should be all right. Um, but now, hopefully, we can just get get the game out. We can get it on. We can get lots of juniors down there support and watch and see the levels that you know we're producing. That the you know just below that MPL, there's so much talent there. There's so many good juniors coming through, and um, yeah, it's just great to see the women's game growing. Uh, I think. Yeah, like you said, with it being a World Cup year, this year is going to be absolutely massive here in this country. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We've got tickets to every single game, every single knockout game. Um, so we're really looking forward to it and hopefully we can uh, jump on the opportunities that arise from it. Well, Chris, thank you very much for joining us. We'll let you enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Chris Wood, the coach of the MWFA Women's Select Team. And welcome back to Splinters, and it is time now to preview our last team for this episode here. It is the NSFA Women's Select. As we mentioned before with the MWFA Women's Select squad, this matchup has been very tightly fought, and only last year did Manly manage to get their noses in front on this fixture. They're only up by one following their 4-1 win last year, but I can guarantee you that the NSFA Select will be raring to come back at them and come back with a vengeance. There has been a change of the guard at the uh, at the top of the, the sheet. So joining us here tonight is their new head coach of the NSFA Women's Select Squad, Lauren Lambert. Good evening to you. Good evening, Anthony. Your first time on um, on Triple HFM, and I believe also your first time on radio. So, how are you feeling right now? Oh, a bit nervous. Not going to lie. <laughs> oh, look, it's it is an experience for everyone here, and um, look, it's great to be um, given the opportunity to be able to promote this this game itself. Now, you were involved last year as the assistant coach to Haley McKay uh, for this for this matchup here, and even you would say that the experience just even from just being an assistant coach is incredible given that this is pretty much as close as you're going to get to an all-stars game anywhere in Sydney. Oh, absolutely. You're so right. Um, I mean, just the caliber of players that you get to deal with is, you know, just a step, a massive step up from club. You've got all the best players from NSFA in one team. So wherever you look, you know, you're, you're looking at talent. So you're really stretched really, really hard. Um, you know, to, to step up and be a leader to those girls um, and, you know, put them onto the field to be empowered and ready to win. So hopefully this year we can keep doing that and be successful. It was a it was a very star-studded lineup you came up against um, from Manly last year. Indeed, uh, a team that had, I guess, former NPL experience pretty much all over the park. Um, 
the NSFA held out in, in what I think what you would probably remember to be not exactly conditions conducive to football, given how much rain was coming down that night. <laughs> yeah, look, the conditions were awful. Um, awful for me on the sideline, but I can imagine really hard for the players as well. Um, Manly always come out really strong. You know, they're very athletic group of girls. Um, they know what they're doing. Like you said, they most of them do come from an NPL background and you compare it to NSFA where, you know, a lot of our girls are grassroots and haven't had an NPL environment. So it is a massive step up for them to have a game like that. Um, but, yeah, I don't think the conditions helped one bit last year, so I'm hoping for clear skies this year. Now, one of the things that the NSFA have done really well with this with this matchup in particular is that we've seen what has amounted to a conga line of of players especially with the women within the women's uh moving from the NSFA women's premier league eventually into the northern tiger setup and this matchup has morphed beyond what would normally be considered an all-stars game it really has become a breeding pit for future players to get a taste of Northern Tigers and NPL action. Is this something that was planned by the NSFA or is it something that's it's just fallen into place for yourselves? I definitely think it's something that has come to fruition on its own. Um, I think, you know, looking back at things, this was probably what the Premier League needed um, and it was kind of something to, you know, give this eye-opening opportunity for these talented players to give them that taste of, oh, this is what it feels like to train with and be with girls that take it that little bit more seriously and um, are very, very talented and know what they're doing. Um, so I think, you know, both we've got girls coming from a rep environment and girls that have never experienced that NPL environment as well. Um, and I just think it's super important. And the NSFA has just driven it so well um, to continue the growth of girls beyond, you know, their teenage years. We're adults. We don't really have opportunities like that. So bringing in this new idea is fantastic and I think it's just really opened up a whole new um, era of, of players that are, that are in their older years as well. Especially considering how strong Northern Tigers have been in the last couple of years in the NPL and yeah. to a certain extent Manly United as well. So this, this rivalry is just going to now continue to build right down through the divisions. 100%. Um, and I think, you know, we say rivalry and it really is – that kind of gritty passion to say we want to beat Manly um, and it doesn't you know it doesn't matter who's on the field if it's the girls first year playing in select or if it's their fourth year playing in select everyone is kind of bringing that same attitude together and I find that really um, wholesome you know the culture that we've been able to build at NSFA is just fantastic and the girls are itching to be in select um, so it's kind of pushing from that whole season of can I perform really well to get that chance and then once they're given it all right what are we going to do and how are we going to beat Manly um but obviously it's all in fun and games but it's very competitive and I think it's just been the best thing that's happened um within Premier League well let's get into the the squad itself because the first thing that we can see from this team straight away is that unlike the other select squads from the men or the women's that we've previewed this time there's actually been a slightly higher retention rate of players from last year. And those five players that have been retained, Amanda, the Skellen sisters and Amanda and Kimberly from Linfield, Annabelle Meadley and Erin Hannon from West Pimble and Taylor Bondi from Taramara United. How important is it to bring that experience through for this team, considering the high turnover that you normally see with the select squads? 
Yeah, I think it is super important. So this, the Skellen twins, you know, this is going to be their third year in a row um, playing in select. And I think they really bring um, that passion and experience in that back line, but they also know exactly what to expect. So they're able to bring in the girls that are new to the team um, and they're able to kind of push them and build that culture a lot quicker than kind of how it used to start a couple of years ago. So I think they are really important to just provide that base and that guidance because honestly it is a bit scary and it is intimidating when you're going to a training with these girls that are really really good and you're not used to that in a club environment so I think having those role models and those leaders in this environment is crucial. And now you're bringing in a whole host of players but the interesting thing we've noticed from this lineup that you do have so far and there's more we believe that there are more signings to come for this is that normally with these teams, you see one or two clubs tend to dominate the lineup, and that's usually reflective of the the coaches that are recruited to 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 lead the team. And, and this is particularly the case with MWFA, which we'll come to in, in a moment. But with the NSFA women's team, this is very well balanced representation across all of the teams, and in particular, considering that every club in the New South in the NSFA women's Premier League is represented by at least two players. Yeah, um, I think that's something that's super important to us. You know, not only are we in it to win it, but we also want to be able to represent every single club that makes up our Premier League. Um, it's an opportunity for them to showcase their best players um, and also to give their best players a taste of what, you know, what else they can achieve within Premier League. And not only does that help club retention, um, but it's going to increase participation as well. So I'm really excited to get, especially Hornsby Heights, so they've not they've been in the Premier League for just one season. So I think having two girls from there is going to be really exciting and like a really crucial time for Hornsby to realise like you know they're there and they're competing. Um, so yeah, I think for us at NSFA that representation is super important. The only uh, one of the downsides, obviously, from this is you will miss um, Haley Mackay, um, but you know we should make mention of the magnificent contribution she's made to the NSFA and now will continue to do so in her new role i believe with fifa yeah that's correct so i mean ailey's been at the NSFA for years um and she's really left a legacy behind um when she gave me a call up to take over this role as head coach for select i was like are you sure <laughs> just because she's just left such a you know fantastic legacy behind her and I've got massive, massive shoes to fill and it's absolutely terrifying. But, um, you know, I've been under her guidance for several years and I've appreciated every second of it. So I am going in well-equipped um, thanks to her. But, yeah, I mean, as much as we miss her here at the NSFA, she's on to bigger and better things at FIFA and she'll just, you know, keep growing the game for women for years to come. Um, and so we just can't thank her enough. Well, I hope, you know, if anyone we know is going to shake shake up FIFA, you know, <laughs> and have no fear with doing it. It's going to be Hayley Mackay. Let's Absolutely. face it. <laughs> yeah. you know, she she is someone who, if you need help, she will give you help. But at the same time, she will take no prisoners. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. She's a woman on a mission and she will achieve it. So, yeah, stoked for her. FIFA, you have been warned. <laughs> so if they're listening in. Going through the rest of the squad, are there a couple of players that, you, you would probably call out yourself as being real surprise packets. And the squad usually brings up one or two. You just see and you just go, whoa, where did she come from? Yeah. Um, I mean, Xanthi Mustin is one of those players 
Um, she's been in Select for, I think, since the inception of Select. Um, but she is just kind of this firecracker of a defensive midfielder who will win every single ball that comes near her. Um, so I'm super excited to see her back out on the pitch. Um, she really brings, I guess, this energy and brings up her teammates. So I think she is crucial to this team. Um, another one that I'm super excited about is Kira O'Sullivan. Um, this is her first year in Select and she's actually coming off an ACL injury. So this is her first season back. Um, so very excited to see her. I've heard great things. Um, so, yeah, those two I think are definitely going to be our watch out players. Um, another one would be Holly Walker. So she has played in Select not last year but the year before. So she's back in this year and I'm super keen to see how that goes. Um, she was a great keeper when she was in a few years ago, saved, you know, multiple shots against Manly. So I think that experience comes That was, correct me if I'm correct or I'm wrong, that was the one that the NSFA won in the penalty shootout after the game finished nil all, correct? That was, but that was Jacinta. So Jacinta ah. is a golden keeper and she's still in there too. So we're happy to keep her there. <laughs> <laughs> Two very quality keepers. I'm, I'm sure that, uh, and I'm sure you may know of her, but a certain Georgia Lomish Futurin will probably be chomping at the bit to get her way forced <laughs> into this team at some point as well. Uh, absolutely. So. Can't wait for that. Yeah, I, well, I mean, some, someone's got to make a representation for the, bar, the barbershop squad. Sorry, I mean, kissing point. So um, <laughs> to, to make their representation. The the game will be back at Charles Bean. Uh, yes, given home last home game this time, given that last year was at Cromer Park, it's a different dynamic field as well. Because Cromer Cromer Park, even though it is the number two field down at the Cromer Complex, is still a very big field. So yeah. going to the the slight the slightly smaller field at Charles Bean, albeit it has to be said, it's a bit more of a cauldron there as well. I mean, you're spot on there. Look. Chroma, that field too, was huge. Um, and I think you could see the fatigue on the girls' faces, especially when you're coming off. You're just at the beginning of preseason now when these games are being played. So you've got Christmas and New Year's to contend with when they're getting back on the field. But um, it'll be really good to have the game back at home. I think, you know, minus the complete differences that, you know, Charles Bean has to Chroma, the girls are used to playing on it. Um, it's going to be so much easier for friends and family to get behind them. Um and I'm just really looking forward to giving the girls that supportive environment that they need. And honestly, like you say, it's like a cauldron, but the echo is huge. So I just can't wait for the cheering from the crowd just to egg them on. Have they improved the parking? <laughs> no, never. Never. <laughs> then I'm going to have to make sure we get all of our equipment down there as early as possible because otherwise we are going to be no chance um, down there. That sounds in like a s- smart idea. Yeah, well, of course, the last time we were there was the uh, the MWFA versus NSFA men's select game, which was the one manly one, two, one yeah. from a late goal. And uh, we might have to pull that clip out. I think I've still got it somewhere there, but anyway, um, <laughs> but it was the, the course, the women's game was played on the same ground next a uh, couple of weeks later, the course, that nil all draw that went to penalties. Um, the team itself is coming up against a manly team that is going to be strong and it's going to be, it's being led obviously by Chris Wood, who took his C4 team all the way in Champions of Champions. In fact, uh, they that C4 team were unbeaten in all competitions last year. So certainly it's going to be a big matchup here because given how many C4 players are going to be in this squad. Yeah. Look, 
we're never going to be nervous. We're always going to come out um, rearing to go and ready to fight. I think the biggest benefit we've always had going in as NSF, NSFA Select is, is that culture that we've built. The girls are there to win, to support each other um, and to just encourage each other every step of the way through. And I think um, Manly has really seen that and commented on that the last couple of years. And I do think that's one of our biggest assets. Um, but like you said, you know, we've got a couple of older experienced players and we've got some new ones coming in. So I think we've got that, you know, hidden firecracker in there um, and we're absolutely ready to take them on. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us here tonight and um, we'll look forward to seeing you when we call the game. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks, Anthony. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. That is concludes our previews of the MWFA versus NSFA select matches. I want to thank our guests for joining us tonight as we preview these matches and we certainly look forward to calling these, these games on Triple H live and exclusive. For details of the matches, the men's MWFA versus NSFA select match will be on Thursday the 16th of February, kickoff at 7.30pm at Cromer Park number one. Yes, we are very excited to be returning to Cromer Park number one given the last time we called this game was over at Cromer Park number two. The women's MWFA versus NSFA will be hosted by the NSFA and they have confirmed that this match will be on Wednesday, the 22nd of February at Charles Bean Reserve. Kickoff as well will be at 7.30pm. We cannot wait to call these games live and exclusive right here on Triple H FM. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is a full time here. Thank you very much for joining us here tonight. And we look forward to seeing you again here on Splinters on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, triplehfm.com.au on iHeartRadio and wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, we do it all for Atlas Chartered Accountants, The Post, The Hornsby RSL, ISC Sports and Business Plaza. On behalf of all of our guests tonight, I'm Anthony Caruso. As always, run hard or run home. Good night. Thank you for joining us for Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. You can also find us streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcasts.com and all good podcast and streaming sites.